You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, the podcast where we take a deeper dive into the latest shows we see, sharing our insights and opinions on the performances, storyline, and everything in between. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the new off-Broadway musical, White Rose the Musical. Whether you're unable to catch the show in person or you're looking to enhance your experience after seeing it, this episode is for you. And as always, we want to give you the heads up that this episode will contain spoilers. So if you're ready to dive into this production, stick around with us. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie, and we're thrilled to be your host for today's episode. So without further ado, let's start the conversation about White Rose the Musical off from. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Half hour. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Half Hour with Jeff and Richie. Today, we're going to talk about the off-Broadway run of the musical White Rose, the musical. The musical is based on a true story and follows a group of university student activists who stood up to Hitler in Nazi Germany, risking everything by creating and distributing leaflets that challenged his propaganda. The show is currently playing at Theater Row, and it has a book by Brian Belding. Okay, so before we dive deep into this show, I think we'd like, we should start with our bold statements about the piece and see how this unfolds in the discussion. Jeff, I'm dying to know your bold statement on White Rose. Here we go. Oh, are you? <laughs> okay, mine's going to be a quick little bold statement here. This show had great potential with a great concept, but it did not have enough time to, for us to fully invest in it. Hmm. Um, this was my bold statement about this was this didn't work. Mm -hmm. I think that's, and, and and when I read this amazing (laughs) caption about this amazing true story of these university student activists who stood up to Hitler and Nazi, like what an amazing thing. This sounds like this is going to be like, we're going to tell this important story and which is so true. How important and wonderful is this story yet? So much of this did not work. And I was unfortunately very disappointed in what I saw on stage for the, for, for maybe 90 to 95% of it, unfortunately, is a high, high percentage of it I did not like. Yeah, which it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, we've now seen two musicals in the same season, one on Broadway and one off Broadway that kind of are tackling the same topic here, which in harmony, we see these students kind of in the show. I think uh, the Julie Banco character is part in of this whole in, in harmony is part of this whole group of people that are distributing the leaflets. So as soon as I saw this musical, I was like, oh, White Rose, this is I was like, oh, I'm very interested in this because I feel like this is the same people that we saw in harmony. And I would love to see a little bit more of an expanded story on them. So I was very intrigued by it because I and- think what the show is doing in terms of like marketing and idea and concept it was great it just didn't fully hit the mark i don't really even know if i agree with you on marketing because i don't 
The playbill has a picture of someone on it. I don't even know who this is. I don't know. I was very... Well, not that marketing. I'm talking more about just in in general what the overall concept and story of the show is. I yeah. see. Yeah. I, 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 I Listen, this is... When we talk about a lot of uh, Jewish culture struggle pieces, I look to things like Cabaret and Fiddler on the Roof and Prayer for the French Republic, and I say, oh, use those three wonderful pieces of theater. Why are they working? Is it because Prayer for French Republic is taking us into different time periods? Is it because Fiddler on the Roof and Cabaret are using comedy and dance to tell the story? There's so many other elements, but when I look at something like Harmony and White Rose, I feel like both of these shows were like, let's just sing now. Let's just go here now. I'll put the chair down here now and say this line now. It didn't seem like it was doing anything with telling these important stories. Well, you this know? is... <clears throat> yes. Because I think there's two reasons. When we like go to the actual concept here and the book, we're kind of talking about like with Harmony. Did it fully hit the mark with the book? And we're, you know, we already have that podcast on that episode. But now with White Rose, it's the same thing. This is already a true story. So it's how are we enhancing this story and telling more about this story? And I always think like a lot of writers that are coming into the scene, I think you need to dive a little bit more into what it is you're actually trying to get across. If the main character here is almost the leaflets and it's not your cast, why are we not developing that storyline around the leaflets even more? These University students literally wrote these leaflets and put it out there for people to read about Hitler and Nazi Germany. And they were getting them across. And I think so many times it was taken away and we have random kind of storylines about these people that really have nothing to do with what it is that the show is actually trying to tackle. So from that standpoint, I don't think the show really was well-developed in that sense. And not to mention, tell us actual things about, I don't know, there were so many mini subplots going on. I actually didn't think this needed to be musicalized. I didn't think the score did anything. Uh, there was one or two songs, the Stars song that sung, but we have so many songs about stars and musicals that like all songs about stars in Les Mis and Mean Girls, they all seem to work because they're about dreaming and hope. And so, but, I there was the moments, yeah, where you're looking at the score. The score didn't enhance the storyline at all. A lot of the times I'm like, why are they singing right now? But it was also very and, stiff, like, with, I mean, everywhere you looked, it was like, the set was like, okay, put this chair here now. Say this line. The, the book was very cheesy, corny. It was, it was not going deep enough. Um, I just, I was just constantly disappointed as the show kept going on. And then I thought to myself, okay, one saving thing was the lighting. I actually thought for a small space like that, it was lit pretty well. And there was some nice lighting going on to show different locales. But you have a set. There's a band that's too loud in the back. I can't hear the actor. I was sitting in the third row. The sound design was very off. It didn't, I couldn't hear the actors half the time. Then I heard the actors louder in the wings backstage talking during the show than I did actually through their microphone. I'm not trying to over-exaggerate that. Um, it just seemed clunky and it didn't seem like it was ready. I feel like this needed more workshopping. Um, there were some nice costume moments, but it just seemed like it was thrown together and not done. I don't yeah. know. I was so disappointed because I know so many pieces that are ready for an off-Broadway theater row, Midtown Manhattan space like that. And you're talking about a commercial run. 
And, oh, I was just so disappointed in, in just how this was presented because what an important story to tell and what a poor way of telling it in this musical, unfortunately. Right, which is why I kind of want to bring it back to the actual concept here because I feel like what could have made it better was really developing this whole leaflet idea more for us as the audience member. If we're supposed to be watching this to learn from things, I think we should have had more moments about what was actually getting put in to those rather than the relationships between the students. I don't know if we're really necessarily supposed to care about the relationships between them. And if that was our job, I didn't. Mm -hmm. So the fact here is I cared more about Oh, what are they trying to tackle? What's the trial? What's the messaging that they're trying to get across to the members of Germany or around the world? Because we later learn within the show that there are different groups spreading these leaflets out, which was such a it felt like such a small moment in the show. And I don't think it really did it justice. And I'm kind of saying, like, why? And then we go to a step further towards the end of this show where they're holding the leaflets in their hands and then they throw them into the audience which i think should have been a bigger moment and i think it's overlooked as a moment in mm-hmm, this show mm-hmm. because uh if you didn't get one you're kind of like oh well i wonder what they say and if you did want get one did you read it but like and- why where was the building to that moment that like they're building the leaflet they're writing the leaflet we're gonna spread the leaflet and boom here everyone gets a leaflet now but i or when we're or when we're leaving the theater you know look i'm gonna go back to a show that we did see what the constitution means to me everyone got a little pocket constitution to read where was that moment that we were leaving and it's like here are the leaflets here are the leaflets read them spread them this is such an important message it's such an important message even now with everything that's going in the world with the Jewish community. And it's just like, it just felt very overlooked. But I got one. And some of the excerpts from me, which I'm assuming are real excerpts from the actual White Rose leaflets of history, the the lines in here, adopt resistance wherever you are. We will not be silent. The White Rose will not leave you in peace. Support the resistance. Distribute the leaflets. And it's all these, it's like very important things. And for this musical to have the dialogue that it did and the singing that was just like, Okay. And it was rushed and there was so many subplots and I didn't really feel like anything was any, and the singing was okay, but there was not enough ensemble numbers. There was tons of slow ballads, tons. Every song was a slow song. Um, not to mention that there was just this disconnect of, I don't know. I didn't really, it's such a shame. I'm like so angry kind of because there's, this should have been told in a better way and done more stylistically maybe, or maybe. But when you think, mo- but when you think more about this as well, you as an audience member should be leaving that theater saying, "Like I want to join the White Rose. I need to be part of it." Think like Newsies when you're it's watching a production of Newsies, and like they're they're the small you know group of boys, and then it grows bigger and bigger, and by the end of it, you're like, "I want to be part of the Newsies." Like this, it felt like. You were supposed to feel that way, but then you didn't. I will commend, listen, I think when the, the actors and singers up there, they were really committed to what they were doing, right? So whether the book and the score was written one way or the other, at times I do think it was pushing on borderline overacting, like it was so much, but there was a lot of commitment to what they were doing. They were so determined to, you know, the, I didn't see lazy acting up there. I didn't see, I saw committed people. 
but it just seemed like it was too much going on. And then I will, and then you know what it reminded me of at times? It reminded me of like, you know, when we saw the lightning thief on Broadway and it was like a children's book. I don't like, remember. Well, I don't want to remember the lightning. Well, thief yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like a preteen, like, let's go fight vibe was this. Like, it almost was like this very important, wonderful historical thing was being represented as like, let's put up the preteen kids story version of this. Let's wait. And like that sh- lessened the impact of this for me because it just seemed so surfacey in what was happening. And right. for a show that was less than two hours, I felt like I was sitting there for four. True. I mean, which I think should lead us into a little bit more of the creative conversation now here with the direction, the character performances, and the overall design of the piece. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I mean, I think we've said a lot of this already. It's just, it it felt very premature to be on the stage, especially in a venue like Theater Row. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah. And, and, and it's nice to see new names on creative teams, music direction, and choreo and designers a lot of new names and of course if this is a younger team and they're getting their feet wet in the industry that's great that they got something put up and maybe they'll learn from this and say listen every great started even like sondheim's first show we ever wrote like in college he says was kind of a flop like everyone has these like rough starts you know i'm not saying like everyone needs to have this perfect thing right out of the gate but this yeah i'm not saying it needs to be perfect i'm just saying before we're putting works on the stage we need to go back to the workshop models and we need to make sure that we're developing the concept more. And you need to be getting people outside of your ring, giving you feedback on a piece like this, because I feel like we're doing this now, but this is like a full off Broadway production. And like, you know, would we have a different moment where we're sitting in a reading and we would be going to them and saying, Hey, like you maybe should really develop that idea more. And maybe you should kind of, find your own unique sound and not kind of feel so like spring awakening meets lay Miz meets you know next to normal kind of vibe which also if we go on that whole score side of things i'm like wait okay i'll go back to that because i thought overdeeming moment in the beginning was we were going to have a spring awakening kind of take on this that i think would have really worked for a show mm, like this. Totally, Let totally. those characters have more of those emotional driven pieces with lyrics that are going to tell the story. But then after the second song, it kind of like went away and we went to like high school style performances mm-hmm, here. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, wait, wait. Am I watching a high school performance? I don't want to feel that way when I'm off Broadway here. It and also like, seemed a little bit safe to the point where like, yes, I know in Sound of Music when uh Liesel's boyfriend becomes part of the Nazi regime and she's like what are you doing why are you joining them right like we've seen this before which is so difficult about this time period is people were some people were leaving their friend groups to join the Nazi and be like what are you do- you were my friend and now you're why are you joining the Nazis and that I actually think they did get right in this was that like oh my gosh why you what is happening but then that alone is difficult and gripping and challenging and for you to then go on with like this the the book writing and the lyrics being so corny, cheesy, you cheapened what was going on here. And what's going on here is not cheap at all. This is important. So I of just course, feel like it I didn't think, hit but, the emotional impact that it needed to when you're telling this. 
Right. And that's another concept that they could have ran with. It could have been a little bit more about how the guy who's joining the Nazi army is still so madly in love with um, the girl. I forget her character, but Joelle Joellen is playing her. And like, I think his storyline was kind of Sophie, Sophie, his storyline was developed. We got to see that arc of like, he did, he was trying to go against Nazi and Nazi Germany and wanted, he essentially would have been part of this and he wanted to help all of the white rose as much as he could. And Mm. that's another point that's like, but I don't know if we're taking that really away from it. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of giving that more credit than I think this show actually did. I did feel like I was watching a college thesis production of this that would then go to New York and be and have the greats like Jason Robert Brown and 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 co- people come in and watch and give critique and book edit and but and it just feels like it kind of went from a college right onto this big stage. Maybe they got the funding for it and maybe that's was exciting for them. There are some Broadway names here in this and off-Broadway names. So they were able to get that, but I just I just didn't think this was ready and it was very difficult to I wish it was just a play. I wish I saw a film or a documentary about this group of people because then at the end, it was unclear. Did they all die? Did some of them die? It ended. Which we it, later learned that they didn't all die. So through, through execution, they didn't all die. I don't think uh, it just seemed. Some I, one of the reviews said one of the people in this group was actually missing from this stage production. There was actually another member that wasn't even. Why was that person left out of this? I, I'm just thinking of what I've been reading in the research and hearing and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, just from like characters in general, I think there's so, something way more powerful on if like they just. If, I think it kind of needed more around them. I think the ensemble around them kind of didn't add anything to it. It was kind of just like they're randomly here. There should have just been more with what it was like to be part of the White Rose. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why we had character moments about personal lives. I just don't think they really added to it. And then maybe if there was, you know, maybe we could have had some flashback moments if uh, one of the characters was having his third child and was difficulty, difficult going through that with his wife that was at home. He had to make a decision. Do I keep the resistance fight or do I go to my home? There could have been a moment there where maybe we saw him with his wife and he, we saw his personal struggle, but maybe there wasn't enough time for that. I don't know. But then that's skewing because that's one of the many plots we were trying to tell here and i i i d- it, listen is this ready for broadway i don't think so i mean i think this would have to no. go through a lot of rewrites and edits and it's definitely not ready for broadway it no. definitely needs a it needs a way clearer vision on like an expansion on this actual storyline because they're definitely not doing the story justice i didn't leave there knowing much about the white rose and in a musical like this i do think i should be leaving there having learned something about them because and we're, we're yeah. not going to we're not going to cheapen and camp up a story like this for Broadway. What I did feel like not to keep comparing this to Harmony, but what I did feel like Harmony actually did do well was Chip Zion's character, how he was there telling the story. And then at the end, when he was the only one left, there was heart there. There was a sense of, oh, my gosh, he survived and what and he has to tell this story. There was none of that here. There was no. It was just young people telling the story. But like you said, when it's Newsies and it's high energy or when it's Spring Awakening, it's angsty rock. Why couldn't we have had something like that? These young university people fighting and instead it was like surfacey safe. 
It was like, we're singing about it. No, show me your anger. You're using the printing press and the paper wasn't even really coming out of it. And I don't know if it was broken or like they weren't using it to the fullest. Remember the printer that was there? Was that not working? Could we have been showing them really running through the audience? Come up to me and hand me one. You know, use the audience. Like really get me. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, oh, a lot of missed opportunity, I think. And I feel like, you know, my thing on narrators in musicals, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes I feel like it's just like cookie cutter. But actually, I do kind of think a narrator would have really helped with this show a little bit more, especially if we're trying to do it in this quick 90 minute musical style, like setting it up either being the professor or being one of the living members of the White Rose or being with someone that was there, they could have been telling you, like, let me tell you a story about, you know, these amazing people. Very similar to probably why Chip Zion's character was added to Harmony in the first place. Because I know that in the early stages of that, they said there was no narrator. And then that was added later on. It just helps with context for people to understand Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're telling you a period piece here and, you know, this is a living member and that's how we know this information. I mean, you know, it's. It's disappointing, Jeff. I'm disappointed because I think that when you, I know that there are eight to 10 people on a creative team working so hard Mm -hmm. to put something on that they care about. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you I'm just giving constructive criticism. Like, I think this could have been better and that could have been better. And good for them for getting to where they are, but this is not ready yet. And you're in a commercial house. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't, I think the cart is before the horse here. And I don't think we're quite in the right space for this. And I don't know if this is going to get the traction that it needs. Kudos to a young team for really wanting to put a story up there that's never been told on a stage before, but this is, it's messy. It's not, it's not working. There's a lot that's not working for me. And I do want to read a review that came out. This is by David Barber. We'll be right back. Let's jump back into things. Uh, One of the critics of this, and he said, quote, The show doesn't make enough of the bleak irony that the group was destroyed just as the war was turning definitely against Germany. It's fascinating to speculate that would would have happened if Hans, Sophie, and the others have lived to see Hitler's fall. In any event, this urgent, compelling subject requires more skill than the show's creators can supply. The young adult fiction treatment applied here robs the narrative of its power. The story of the White Rose is deeply important, especially so today, but this version is simply a mistake. And I can't agree with that more, unfortunately. He's basically saying how important the story is, but how mistakenly told this was on the stage in the way that it was. Well, it's that what could have been moment. And again, I do agree with him as well. Like, and we said the same thing about Harmony. How different would that have musical have been if we got more of the what could have been if they lived on to be the comedian harmonists? And this, what would have happened if they lived on to be like these great, you know, people of the resistance? And instead, we're kind we're they're standing there at the end of this musical and i'm like why are they standing there i don't know what happened to them now but there's a clear message of what actually did happen to them so this is not for up to the audience to decide what happened to them they were dead so i don't understand like why we're trying to figure that out at the end i what could have happened is the bigger thing i think that i was it was so safe that there were times where i'm like wait is the time period where people being 
arrested at any second, mutilated, killed, tortured, really, really difficult things. And when you think of moments where these stories, Cabaret goes really dark in that in these dark times. Even Fiddler on the Roof, the act, if you all remember the show at the act one finale, I know it was a different time period. The wedding is destroyed at the mm-hmm. end of act one. They come through and they destroy this wedding. There was anger. And, the, and this was just like in White Rose. It was like, oh, I think I'm going to get arrested. Oh, let's run here. Oh, let's be quiet. Oh, it was just so surfacey. It wasn't like I felt really like, oh my gosh, these people are. And then when they say they were executed at the end and then they're singing. It just wasn't surfacy for me. It wasn't where it needed to go for this very dark, difficult time. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree so, with that. Mm-hmm. A, a missed opportunity, and a, unfortunately, is not working for me. And hopefully, the story can be told again, and it will always be remembered. And, and we remember these difficult times in history, but not in the way of this musical. Unfortunately, no. I think you know they have a great base. They have some great potential. But again, if they ever wanted to go to a place like Broadway, it easily needs almost a full rewrite, especially in the score. Mm-hmm. It also needs to kind of be decided if it should even have a score or if it should just be acted. And if it is a score, then it needs more refinement in really understanding what it is as a musical. Mm-hmm. And I know we were seeing... This show just started a couple of weeks ago and maybe they're still getting their footing backstage on stage. It just seemed a little clunky to me. It seemed like it wasn't hundred percent there yet. And like I said, if I'm watching this in a collegiate educational environment or in a small, small, small space, but when you're in a commercial space, I hate to say it, but in today's day and age, you got to be ready when you're in those spaces, you yeah. got to be ready. And at the end of the day, the show has already opened, so they're not making any changes to it currently. Yeah. And that is what it is. So it's not like we can blame it on it just opening and it's still clunky or something because it's still the same book and score that Mm -hmm. is going to be on that stage. Yeah. So. Well, there's our time that kind of flew by talking about this. Uh, That does wrap up our discussion of the episode today. Any final thoughts on White Rose, the musical off Broadway, Jeff? Listen, if the creative team listens to this, I do think you have potential in this show. There's a lot of things that you can definitely improve on. So I would look into that. Other than that, um, this was not the favorite of my season. Mm. I will say I'm not a perfect director, perfect producer. I'm not saying that at all. Um, And like you said, if the team was listening, I would want to say congratulations to you all for putting your heart and soul into something. I, as I'm, when I'm directing pieces, I always want second and third opinions. I want as many people to come in and tell me how they honestly feel about it. And hopefully this will be taken with a grain of salt and understood that, yeah, I think there's a lot of issues here that need to be resolved. I don't think it's quite done and ready yet, but hopefully it, it runs, uh, for the next few weeks successfully and they see where their next steps are. Um, but it, like, I, I agree with you, it wasn't my favorite of this season either, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that does wrap up our episode today. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into White Rose, the musical. The show is playing until March 3rd. I think it's playing. I think it's actually playing longer than that. Sorry. Oh, I think it might be April. Maybe it's yeah. April. I think well, it's we're April. Gonna put the, we're going to put the ticket link in the description in this. If you want to get tickets and go check it out, we'll give you all the details in the description of this episode. Yes. And don't forget, we want to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. And let us know your thoughts on White Rose. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review. Your feedback helps us bring more theater to you. And remember, you can listen to our past episodes and stay tuned for upcoming ones as well. Until next time, I'm Jeff. 
And I'm Richie saying ta-ta for now. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.